Welcome to the return of the return of the Empire. <laughs> Full disclosure, we had a great episode last week, and I know none of you heard it, and you're probably asking yourself, wait a minute, I didn't see it come through. Yeah. Well, guess what? I have been in radio and a broadcaster for 17 years now, and one thing I have learned when you broadcast, mm-hmm. turning on the mic matters. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I, I failed the first my own rule. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't turn on my mic. I, it was I mean we had a we had a good time. We, we about did. 30 minutes last week yeah. and just pfft. So, this is the return of the return of the, the empire. empire. Yeah, we I guess what now is it like 4 five, like five four, weeks. Yeah, 5 weeks since we put out episode. Since the holidays, really. Yeah, man. Again, we had a good one last week. Didn't never made it to the air. No. So, it's in the lost files. Mm-hmm. I am Jay Mars, joined by a very um shall I say angry Emiliano Fergoso. Angry. Angry. The uh AP. Oh yeah, I I got some some <laughs> All rants to do later. Second team came out. So first team came out earlier in the week. Congratulations mm-hmm. to Trent Williams, Kyle Uzcheck, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa making the inaugural first team uh, for that team. Mm-hmm. Second team came out what probably thirty minutes ago, give or take. Uh, two 49ers make the second team. Correct. That would be a tight end George Kittle, yep. and who am I missing? Special teamer, leading tackler, and special teams George Odom and George Odom. Conspicuous by his absence on both of those teams and the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. did Christian McCaffrey play football this year? No, I can't remember. I, it just, I, he must I not have. I don't know what it is with these voters, and I have a lot of respect for Josh Jacobs, a lot of respect for Nick Chubb. Sure, but Christian McCaffrey has been Jacobs. You can definitely make the argument. Yes, for. he and, is. And as great as rusher. Nick Chubb is, he's not Christian McCaffrey. They didn't make the playoffs. I know. I think winning should matter. I think winning football should matter. It usually does in stuff like this, you know, but I guess not the case. Christian McCaffrey snubbed. Uh, you know, we saw the quote earlier in the week from George Kittle saying, I hope he stays playing angry. Yeah. I do too going into the playoffs. Oh, I do too because McCaffrey has made a point of emphasis to prove all the doubters wrong that he couldn't stay healthy, that he wasn't a very good running back, that he lost his speed, he lost his edge getting around the corner. He's been lights out since joining the Niners in Week yes. 7. No, he has been amazing. Um, there's even people saying this is arguably the greatest midseason pickup it is. in NFL history. Since Eric Dickerson. You know, he's. I don't know the f- uh, final stat, but he was incredibly Jaylen close. Ramsey wasn't, a, wasn't Jalen Ramsey a midseason pickup with the Rams? Sure. That's a pretty darn good one. I'm not I'm Oh, McCaffrey's better. In hindsight, I'm saying Ramsey was a really good pickup. In hindsight, pick it's Jalen Ramsey's fault the Seahawks are in the playoffs. True. But so, he's also a big reason why they won a Super Bowl, so we have to balance that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Jalen Ramsey guy, but yeah, whatever. We know you hate Jalen ever, Ramsey. Ever since the back of the Brinks truck thing for a, for a zone corner, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> he got it, though. He got, he the, got, Brink- buddy. He hey, got the Brinks truck. Hey, the Ram- you can't be mad at a guy getting paid. No, you can't, but the Rams are in cap hell now. So Yeah, well, that's the Rams' fault, not Jalen Ramsey's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, man, if you're going to sell him back up the Brinks truck and they do it, you can't sit there and point and point the finger at the player. That's no. the organization. No, you cannot. Different but, conversation. But, but anyways. For, for McCaffrey, this is what bothers me the most. Do you know how many totally screwing yards he has this year? As a 49er, total. Total. Oh, God. Just total. I have no idea. I haven't looked up his total season stats yet. 1,880 scrimmage yards. I was going to guess 2K. Close to 2K. Darn near there. 13 total touchdowns. One fumble. One One fumble on the season. One. Protects the ball, gains yards, scores touchdowns. I'd like that guy on my team. Oh, wait. wait, He is on my team. Yeah, wait. (laughs) I don't don't know what he has to do to, to... to get an accolade, an award, that this guy is one of the best players in football. Because personally, he's the more versatile running back than Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb is awesome. Right. But he cannot do what McCaffrey can do. How many games did McCaffrey play with the Niners? 10? 10 or 11? 
He played uh, 11, started okay, 10. He started, okay, he played 11, started in 10. So over half the season with the Niners. He didn't miss a game this year. We said it with Greg Papa last week, and I think Greg even kind of pseudo-agreed with us because he was still kind of playing with the idea. I think even in those games, he's the offensive MVP this year for the 49ers. Yeah. No, he. So if a guy can be a team's offensive MVP while playing eleven games for them, I definitely think he should be a Pro Bowler. And you know, in the mention of the AP All Pro, yeah. Here's Kyle yesterday because McCaffrey was also worried yesterday. The NFC Offensive Player of the Month, Whoopi. Right. Whoopi. Purdy also was Rookie of the Month. I've never, I've never paid any attention to whether it's the NFL or the NBA. The Offensive player, the player of the month, rookie of the month. I just think it's just kind of like, okay, cool. It's yay, yay. But it's really just more something for the organization to put out on social media. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 a social media clout, right? Yeah, it it really means nothing in the long term. Long term. Here's what Shanahan said yesterday, though, on McCaffrey. It's blown my mind all year that Christian wasn't a first selection Pro Bowler. So at least he got recognition for player of the month. But it's been unbelievable for us. I think he's been a lot a lot more than just a player of the month. Yeah, which is true. He has yeah. been, I mean, when you look at that 49ers offense, he has been their best player since acquiring him. Not and you can't close. really make an argument no. for anyone else. No, you, you can't. And there's some great guys on that offense. Yeah, there's Debo Samuel. There's Brand Ayuk, who's been unbelievable the return, this year. return of George Kittle. Return of George Kittle, which, <laughs> Purdy, congratulations. You got George Kittle to be a number one tight end again. Right. Um, but McCaffrey, he is the biggest safety valve in the NFL mm-hmm. for any quarterback, any offense. Oh, you're stuck on a third and eight, and there's no one there. Oh, we're just going to roll out. Oh, we're just going to throw it to McCaffrey. Just let him go to work. Just let him go to work. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's This guy makes things happen that doesn't make any sense. I will tell you this. I don't think Christian McCaffrey will care about any of that if no. he wins a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> no. McCaffrey, this is, what's, you know, another crazy stat. This is his second playoff game ever. That is nuts. Ever. That is insane. That's crazy. Shame on you, Carolina. But also, he's been hurt at times. Shame on you, Carolina. Yeah. (laughs) What's crazy about this going in is this will be, I believe, uh, is this the 28th anniversary of the last time the 49ers won the Super Bowl? Correct me if I'm wrong. Ed McCaffrey was, I know Ed McCaffrey was on that team. But I only think he was there for a year. Yeah, he wasn't there long. Wouldn't it be a coincidence that the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, it was one year with Ed McCaffrey and then the year they acquired Christian McCaffrey? That would be some really interesting stuff. That would stuff. be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. And Christian was talking the other day about how Ed, his dad, is, has been giving advice. I mean, a Niner. He's like, it's been my whole life he's giving me advice. And so it's nothing new to me. It's just cool to kind of be part of the organization, be part of the, the history with the family as well. Yeah, no, it is super cool. I'm, I'm pulling up Ed McCaffrey's uh, stat line real quick. Yeah, just the one year in San Francisco yeah. after three years uh, with the Giants. So, yeah. again, it would be that would be a fun little coincidence, fun little uh, trivia question should that come. We'll preview yeah. the playoffs here in just a second, but quickly we want to uh, just address last week's slaughter of the Cardinals real quick. <laughs> I, I really don't have much to say other than, yeah, it sounded about right. <laughs> yeah, it sounded about Look, we all expect. When we knew the quarterback was going to be David Blau the Magician, we all expected the Niners to go out there and just thrash the Arizona Cardinals in the now Cliff Kingsbury-less team. Yeah, and the fact that that took to the end of the season to happen is, that's something. Were you watching, you were watching Hard Knocks, right? I, a little bit a of little. it. I have no interest in the Cardinals. Neither do I, so I just watched social media clips. I like the Lions one. I thought that was That fun. was a good one. But I was watching the social media clips because you know how Hard Knocks is mm-hmm. The stares that Michael Bidwell was giving Cliff Kingsbury. Ooh, that was... I knew from the moment I saw he's out. He's gone. There's no way. You know, you've talked about the organization and just how kind of not really well run it is. Like, 
I feel like hard knocks, and when you do things like that, it just kind of not just leads credence to what you're saying. It exposes the organization. Yeah, hard knocks is meant for is a PR stunt. Sure, it's a PR. It's meant to have good PR and get some good stories, all the great stuff. Listen, the JJ Watt PR from it was great. It was great. That was the only good PR they had. Everything else was. Bad. It's a disaster. It was there. a disaster for the Cardinals. It could not have gone worse for the Cardinals, frankly. And I've loved all the uh, you know memes coming out when it was reported that Kyler Murray will have a hand in uh, picking the next oh head God. coach. And they're like picking different video game characters as who's going to be the next Cards head coach. I, I, I can rant all day about the Cardinals. I will give some props to Bidwell. He did what, what none of us thought he was going to do and fired a head coach and a GM after giving them an extension 10 mm-hmm. months ago. He, he's got to eat all this money. Sure. Great job. Great job, Bidwell. But take note, Mark Davis. Anyways, <laughs> I can't. I I don't even want to get into Mark Davis. Um, but with Kyler and that report of him, he's going to have his hand in picking who's going to be the next head coach. You're going to give him faith in picking the next head coach. But you didn't give him faith in studying your own playbook, right? That was the that was the whole thing at the beginning of the year. So what what are we doing? You you can't contradict yourself. It'll be really interesting because you hear the rumors that Sean Payton has, you know, some interest in coaching oh, Kyler Murray. Please, please. Uh, if you, if let's just pretend there is a world where the Cardinals get Sean Payton. Sure. I don't believe it's going to happen. I, I, I just don't see Sean Payton taking any of these jobs that are currently open. I, why? He's waiting for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, he's waiting for a job where he can go in there and make an impact. As you pointed out, he's not going to want to go to an organization that is just a you-know-what show from top to bottom. No. Let's just say he does, though, But in whatever world that is. If you can't, if Sean Payton couldn't get Kyler Murray to study the playbook and, you know, take his job seriously, and I, I hate putting it that way because, I mean, the guy's an NFL quarterback. He'd take his job seriously to a degree. True. You have to. You would have to cut bait with Kyler that year. Oh my I gosh. feel like, yeah. Because if that if Sean Payton's not getting through to him, guess what? There's literally no coach that's going to. I already think if it wasn't for the ACL tear, I I think that the Bidwells and the Cardinals are thinking about that right now. Yeah, they're thinking about how do we get out of this, and they can't because they signed that contract. They they can't get out. Of it. They're stuck with this guy now. Same way Russell Wilson's stuck with the Broncos. They really can't get out of this. It's not possible. Well, it's possible, but you're. It's not worth it. Right. Basically, you got to see how the cards fall. And with Kyler, this ACL tear just worries me because his biggest thing is his mobility. Mm-hmm. And if it, that can't come back, oh, yeah, he's screwed. He's, he's, yeah. he's screwed. Yeah. The other parts of his games are just not developed enough to be sitting there in the pocket and become a pocket passer just like that. He's you not, know what I mean? I don't mean he's not tall enough. I don't think so. I agree with he's you. He's my think, height. He's my height. He's 5'9", five, 5'10". No, five, like, he might be looking to you know go play center field in Major League he Baseball. He should have gone to the athletics. He should have just taken the money in baseball. But no, he loves football, and he's a winner and all that well, great stuff. Well, hold on. Let's say when you say take the money in baseball, he would have took the minimums of his contract with the A's and then went and found the money elsewhere. He would have still found the money, and he wouldn't have gotten <laughs> saying, But it wouldn't have been with the A's. They would have, you know, Kyler Murray would have hit like 346, like 26 home runs, 86 RBIs at the All-Star break in. Oh, we got to get off of him. <laughs> he'd be in New York. He'd be in Atlanta. He'd be somewhere. Oh, oh we're winning too much. We got to get off. Yeah, him. <laughs> jar, gosh darn it! Fans are coming back. I Anyways, I don't uh, want to rant too much about Kyler, the Cardinals, and I. The A's catching strays is just. I did not have that on our podcast bingo card this morning. Uh, but uh, it went as we thought. I mean, the 49ers just absolutely thrashed the Cardinals. That game was over midway through the first quarter. I, I have a, I have a lot of rants to get to, to feel like I need to get oh, through. Yes. Get through here. Um, because Let's I, go with the first uh, one. Let's uh, hear it. Uh, it um, Brock Purdy is better than Trey Lance. Wow. That that now that's a statement. Yes. Okay. Yes, we're we're gonna do this right now. All right, we're gonna do this right now. A friend of <clears throat> excuse me, a friend of mine texted me last night and sent me a TikTok, and it was this guy 
I don't even know who it was. I just saw a quick TikTok. I'm going to make it short and simple. Anything that Brock Purdy is doing right now, Trey Lance can do and, w- and would have done. Mm-hmm. Unequivocally false. False. Never once did Trey Lance play with the calm confidence that Brock Purdy is playing with in that pocket. Never once has Trey Lance been a pocket passer the way Purdy has been. Well, also Trey Lance doesn't have the experience that Brock no. Purdy has. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But the whole thing of uh, uh, Lance can just step in and do this, we had a game of that. We had the monsoon game. Yes, it was a monsoon. He didn't play well. Even in a game where you can dominate running the ball because it's a monsoon game. He and didn't... Chicago sucks. <laughs> and Chicago is the worst Chicago's team trash. in the NFL. <laughs> Only because the Texans obviously won that game for some weird reason. Remember last but. week when I told you the Texans were going to win and you laughed at me? Again, that's not out there, anybody, but I, I said I think no, the Texans didn't. could win this game. He, he did, and I also felt like they're not stupid enough to do that, but they are. No, no, and no. It, it's not about that. Here's what it was, and I, I feel very good in my conspiracy of the week. Yeah. Levy Smith knew he was getting fired. Yes. There, Levy Smith saw that was like, screw y'all. We're going for two. Yeah, we're, we're trying to win this game. <laughs> well, we're going to win this game. Y'all can have the number two pick. Thank you for my paycheck. I'm out. The Hail Mary was, oh, we get it. Great. Oh, and then then he gets the two point. They get it. He goes, you know what? You know what, Cal McNair? Bye. Yeah. Here's my Bye. parting gift. Here's my parting gift. Goodbye. And then left. It was the funniest thing ever. Chicago Anyways, Bears legend. So back to Brock Purdy. Back to Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy has controlled this locker room way better than Trey Lance did. And I don't mean to be rude to Trey Lance like that, but just his demeanor and the way he carries himself is more confident. He's a veteran presence. He is a, and that's what McCaffrey said this yesterday, is that he has this unique presence for a rookie that no one has. He's calm. He knows who, he's, he's true to himself. He doesn't sway in the moment. He understands pressure and how to live up to it. He understands that if he follows the playbook the way he needs to, it's going to work out, and also using his own flair to do that. Where with Trey Lance, when any pressure was on him, he would try and run, keep his head down, go right. get it. Purdy always has his eyes up. That's the biggest thing with him is that his eyes are always looking. That's why he's able to throw in the run as effectively as he can. Do you think that's more because of the experience he had in college where versus Trey just really didn't have it, you know, and Trey's trying to – Trey's learning a lot of things on the fly at the pro level, which I don't think ever works out well personally. Exactly, and that's why I said earlier in the year at the start of this podcast why the Niners would not make the playoffs because Trey Lance wasn't ready to be a starting NFL quarterback. This was going to be a rookie year for him, a growth year for him. It's so funny when you look back and, and we take a we take a look at this from ten thousand feet, right? Mm-hmm. Is you draft a quarterback two drafts in a row? Trey Lance number three overall. What's the number? What's the number overall for Mister Irrelevant? It's a big number. It's a big number. It's the last pick in the draft. Yeah, I will say this, and I and I felt very strongly about this, especially if Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy, a Brock Purdy led 49ers team win the Super Bowl, nobody will be nobody will care what what he did, which was a nope. huge miss with the Lance trade. Yes. A a monster ginormous yeah. miss that will end up just becoming kind of a, you know, oh that sucked. But hey, they won the Super Bowl. Look what they did the year after when they drafted this kid. They could have just had Fields. They could have, you know, and I, I'm still not I'm still not certain Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. He showed a lot of promise. But, but at least he can run the ball. He can. <laughs> like Trey Lance. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think, man, that whole draft class might end up just being a bust as far as, you know, those five quarterbacks went. That, it, it happens. <laughs> it's unfortunate that it happens that way. It just yeah. does. But a lot of it can be situational. One of these quarterbacks has to work out, right? I mean, I mean, OK, so let's look at that, right? Sure. Let's start with. You know, you look at number one overall, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is the one that might work out, I think. Yes. Trevor Lawrence showed 
with a competent head coach this year that he improves significantly. If anyone works out to me, it'll be Trevor Lawrence. And I think Trevor Lawrence will work out. Yes. I don't know if he's going to be a multi-time all-pro quarterback in the league, but I think he will be a good quarterback in the league for a long time. I think the Jaguars have a bright future. I'll just say that. Trey Lance, or excuse me, Zach Wilson goes number two. Zach Wilson, to me, of the other four, has been the biggest bust so far, even oh, more than Trey he's Lance. A, he's already a bust. Like, yeah. Easily. Like, that's, you know, I get Robert Sala was trying to say all the good things about him in the media, you know, trying to keep it positive. Like, you know, you guys just want instant results, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, dude, you don't bench that kid the way you benched him if yeah. you are happy with him. Like, we can see him. through it. Like, I appreciate you trying to stick up for the kid, but we all see through it. Zach Wilson, to me, is already the biggest bust. Yeah. Trey Lance is, listen, just said it. Brock Purdy wins. Brock Purdy's your guy next year. I, I don't think it's a question. And then what do you do with Trey Lance? That, to me, is just... You keep him as a backup? Yep. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, you have him on a rookie deal. Might you, as well. You keep him on a backup, yeah. But that's not what you do with a number three overall pick. To me, if you he's your backup, that's just, that's a failure. Yeah. Mac, who went, Justin Fields was picked before Mac Jones, right? Correct. Okay. Justin yes. Fields, I think Justin Fields showed improvement this year. I, I thought yeah. he played better this year than he did last year, but we are nowhere near saying, like, oh, Justin Fields is going to be a really good quarterback for a long time. I, no, we're I'm not, not near I mean, you're looking at the Bears. They may not even have him as their starting quarterback next year. I think that's also partially due because the Bears are a dumpster fire. Yes, for and, sure. And we, and we can just ask our, our, our reigning boss, Joe DeRose, about how much of a dumpster fire they are. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like what I've seen from Fields. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Again, I think there's potential there, but we're not there yet to you know put yep. any sort of stamp on him. Mm-hmm. And then Mac Jones, to me, really regressed this year mm-hmm. on that Patriots team oh, and what they were doing. And again, I think Mac Jones will stick around in the league, but I and I didn't think he was coming out of college going to be a star. I He's no. not going to be a star in the league. I didn't think he was going to be a star either. I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks. It's just pers- it's a personal thing. I just don't trust Alabama quarterbacks. Give yeah. me one that's really worked out. Jalen Hurts. That's, and he went to Oklahoma, too. <laughs> he was like a six-year starter. And uh, if you want to say uh, injury asterisk here, but Tua's been good when healthy. I uh, t- Good? good. Uh, the Niners kind of broke him. Yeah, the Niners break a lot of teams. So, with yeah, that team yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, that, that is me making a long roundabout way of saying I think you're on to something. Yes. I think currently you are correct. Uh, I'm not going to write Trey Lance off yet, but as of right now, Brock Purdy has been the better of the two quarterbacks, and it's not its not an argument. It's really not an argument. This guy, the aura that these veterans respond to him with is crazy. So going into this Saturday's game, yeah. it's its interesting because, you know, you, you have that factor of, all right, he's a rookie, first playoff game. Yeah. You know, the Seahawks are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. What are they going to do? Personally... I think the Niners, I don't know if they'll thrash them because of the field conditions might make, you know, the game a little closer than it should be. But I I do not foresee like Brock Purdy having like a three interception game, for instance. I think any any kind of talk of, you know, is he gonna be able to do it on this level in the playoffs, I think is kind of stupid, at least for this round. <laughs> I, I they're gonna wipe the floor with him, I think. The Seattle Seahawks have shown no way of stopping the Niners all season long. Right. And that was with Trey Lance breaking his ankle in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the first quarter of, yes. of week two. And they still steamrolled them 27 seconds. And remember when the 49ers went up to play them in Seattle, which is, again, arguably the toughest place yep. to play in the league, the Seahawks were right there still in the hunt for the division, and the 49ers took him out there. With Purdy having the serious oblique rib injury that he right. had. I mean, he couldn't throw deep at all. No, he couldn't, but they, they pulled that game out. I think the biggest thing going forward 
for the 49ers is this team, for the most part, for the first time this season, has a pretty clean bill of health. Oh my gosh! I, I, if you if you went back to the start of this season and said the Niners are only going to have two people hurt going into the playoffs, you'd be like, it's a dream, right? It's, right. it's a fantasy. That's like, that ain't real. <laughs> and if I told you one of them was Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd probably be doing a cartwheel. <laughs> There's a lot of fans that be like, okay. You're like, wait, Jimmy started? Did he played? Wait, how'd that happen? Wait, like, I thought he was getting traded. You'd have to sit back, sit down. This is a long story. It's it has been the wildest Niner year ever. It has, and it's been. And I said this on air earlier this week on the Carmichael Dave show with Jason Ross because they were going over their coach of the year candidates and neither of them mentioned Kyle Shanahan. And I'm like, how do you not have Kyle in the conversation? Yeah, you got it. Between the injuries, the quarterbacks, and how many uh, coaches is it that are either new or got elevated different positions this year? Isn't it something like 18? It's something weird. It's a big number. There's so many guys that stem from the Shanahan tree. Dude, that guy... D'Amico's next. Oh yeah, D'Amico's next, although... I was really happy to see that he said he's going to be picky with jobs because I'd really like him to wait another year We'd before. Love him to wait another year. Like I, I said, this like don't don't go to the Texans. Anybody Crazy. with any sort of dignity won't go to the Texans. I, the Broncos would be a good landing spot, but I uh, think they're going to want to make more with a new ownership group in Denver. I think they're going to want to make a big name splash. D'Amico's not a big name splash. Like you know, they're going to want a Harbaugh. They're going to be. They're going to want Sean Payton. Those are the guys they're going to be looking. Yeah, to the grab. Walmart family is going to pay a lot mm-hmm. think, for whoever they decide to be the next head coach. Yeah. They're going to pay a lot of money, and that's what I mean. I, I don't think that it, it's a splash move. And D'Amico's not a splash. He'd be a really good quarterback, but he, or excuse me, he'd be a really good coach. But I don't think a splash. He move. might be the best head coach out of the whole all the of candidates, course. but he's not a splash like you say. Yeah, the team I'd be watching out for. Um, I don't know. Has Indy requested permission yet? They interviewed Eric Bieniemy. It's I, as far as I know, it's four. It's the Panthers, it's the Cardinals, it's the Broncos, and it's the Texans. Yeah. Of those teams, again, I think the Broncos are the only one that would be an appealing job. I think the Panthers are also one. You know, they did a – they. I'll give the Panthers credit, man, after the Matt Rule filing, firing this year. It was like, all right, dumpster fire, they're getting off Christian, they're getting off all their guys. And you know what? They stuck around for a while. So, yeah, no, there's some potential in Carolina. It's a defensive-oriented team. That's what D'Amico likes. Yeah. There's some real people on that back end. Shaq no, he Thompson, has guys that Brian he can – There's mm-hmm. some real people on that back end. He has a couple weapons offensively. He just needs yep. a quarterback. No, he does. And in Carolina, that's been a thing they've needed for a long time. Yeah, since Cam Sam Darnold ain't it. Baker ain't it. <laughs> PJ Walker ain't it. PJ Walker ain't it. You know, it'd be interesting to see. I still think you know they were they had some interest in Jimmy Garoppolo um, in the off season, this past off season. I'd be, be I'd be wondering if they're gonna, especially if D'Amico's there and he knows Jimmy, and we'll you know that that could be a thing to watch. But again, we're we're getting way far in advance on BS stuff that doesn't matter for this week. No, it doesn't. I, I'm with you. The the 49ers losing this game would be. Not to be hyperbolic, this would be one of the worst losses in It'd franchise be a, history. Such a big upset. I mean, they're like ten, like twelve point favorites in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yes, they're double digit favorites over a team mm-hmm. or a division rival who historically they have not played well against. No, and and that's right. They've only it's interesting, and we went over it today. They only they've only played each other once in the postseason. That's yep. crazy. I mean, I know Seattle yes. spent a lot of years in the AFC, but since being in the NFC, you know, with both teams being you know, relevant teams, you would have thought there was more than one game, but no. So the only other time they played was that NFC title game, which, so Jason Ross walks in this morning and just oh, no. pulled back the curtain of something I went through today. Oh, no. It's like, Hey, I found a bunch of great highlights from the 2014 NFC title game that we can play on air. And I looked at him and go, Oh really? A lot of great highlights Lights. from that game. Cause here are the highlights. I remember. I remember. Okay. There's two of them that stick out like a sore thumb. Navarro Bowman. 
and Kaepernick throwing the pick at the end of the game. It threw three picks that game. Like, there was yeah. no good memories from that game. I go back in history. The ones I remember was a Giants game where Kendrick what was it Kendrick Bourne or whoever the heck it was that dropped that that dropped the punt. Oh returns. no, that was um was, uh, that, was that Ginn? No, it was Williams. Oh, it was Kyle Williams. Williams. Thank you, Kyle Williams. Thank you. That's all I remember. That's seared in my brain twice. It's like twice. Twice. The Niners are cursed for some reason. You know, it's funny. Ever since since that Super Bowl win, man, they've had so many close moments. And they've had a lot of good moments in the playoffs, too. I mean, you know, the catch with T.O. or the catch two, as they call it, with T.O. I was at the game against the Saints when uh, Alex Smith found Vernon Davis that same year they lost to the Giants. Mm And, you know, the Kaepernick thrashing of the Packers mm. in the uh, divisional round. Like, they've had some great playoff moments since then. But, yeah, whenever they get that close to the big game, they've just had these weird things. Yeah. You look at, you you mentioned the NFC title game against the Giants. You know, there's the NFC title game against the Seahawks where it's just like, oh, my God, how do you throw that ball? There is the game at Baltimore, the Super Bowl, with... Like, dude, it's first and goal. Yeah. Frank Gore cannot be stopped. Let's pass four times. I mean, then it's the KC game. Like, oh you're winning gosh. all game, and then all of a sudden, you just can't score anymore. No, you just, well, Garoppolo missed, Ooh, yeah. you know. Okay, we're starting to get into negative territory. I'm not liking this. <laughs> but, um, so, two guys looking to come back this week off the injured list. I know you um, you checked out exclusive this week, both Aaron Banks and Dre Greenlaw. How do they look? Look good. They look really, really good. And Fred, actually, when I was there on Wednesday, was it Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Today's Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was there on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's, Days are, it's been a long couple we got of weeks. We have a Saturday game. It, yeah. I'm not covering college, but I feel like we're in college again. I don't know what's going oh, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, it feels like that. Um, No, Wednesday when I was there at Niners, it's pouring rain. It's windy. <laughs> it's all the conditions you're going to see Saturday. Fred Warner comes over to us because we're filming Greenlaw doing individual drills off to the side to start of practice. He's doing the sleds. He's doing hits, all that mm-hmm. great stuff. Fred comes over. He goes, Looks pretty good to me, doesn't he? <laughs> looks 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 pretty good, doesn't he? And then Greenlaw somehow kind of walks. We're filming Fred. He kind of walks off and slips on the grass, and Fred just starts cracking up laughing. He's like, "Oh, well, I just jinxed him." <laughs> oh my! But anyway, gosh. Greenlaw looks great. Banks is. We knew he was coming back after last week practicing off the side of the field. That was a good sign. He's going to be back this week. All full go, no limitations, no nothing like that. This Niners team is fully healthy besides Manuel Sander. Right, sorry, Emmanuel yeah. Mosley. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play anymore. Yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel <laughs> Mosley. <laughs> Jimmy the guys Garoppolo. that were out for the year, essentially. Yeah, it's, Trey, the guys are out for the year. Yeah. Trey Lance, Emmanuel Mosley. The normal guys you know yes. would be out. But as yes. far as that goes, everyone else is healthy. And really, for the first time this year, it feels like you got a clean bill of health. Uh, what's your prediction for the game, score-wise? Uh, what did I say? What did I say in the thing? Because I feel like I need to change it. Looks like you said 30-17 to 17 after you said they'd get thrashed. 30-17. You know what? 30-14. to 14. Why not? <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll go 35-10 Niners. I'll make the big one. Okay. I'll make the big one. Um, before we go, you had an exclusive sit-down. This was great. We played some of the audio on the morning yeah. show this week. With uh, Talanoa Hufunga. De'Aaron Fox slash Sacramento Kings fan Talanoa Hufunga. Yes. How, how was that? That was awesome. That was really, really cool to talk for about 10 minutes. We just talked about everything from the Kings to De'Aaron to the relationship to what it was like to be in Golden One Center for the first time, his first time sitting courtside, by the way, mm-hmm. um, as well as going to USC, uh, Troy Palomalu, his mentor, and then with the Niners and what's going on um, with him. So, yeah, find that at Sacktown Sports right now. That is on the homepage, everything like that. It was cool. Huff's a great guy. Yeah, no, Huff is awesome, man, and I love watching him walk in with that Kings jersey. I would see, you know, Sacramento, it's like, when you've sucked as long as the Kings have, when you see someone repping for you that is actual notable figure in any sport or yeah. place, it does feel a little good to have that recognition. 
Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's just the vibe is changing what, around Sacramento. And by the way, and everyone's wondering this, and I know you know the scoop on this. What is the relationship between Hufunga and Fox? So De'Aaron is married to Reese Caldwell. That's his mm-hmm. wife. Reese Caldwell's sister, Desiree Caldwell. That is who was dating Talano Hufunga. Okay. Yes, and they've been they've been together since their days at USC. They Caldwell were de- girls know how to pick them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yeah, potential all-star in the NBA. Another one's good with potential, you know, yeah. pro bowler in the NFL at some point. Nah, it, look, good the, work. And it's really kind of got, kind of cross-verse both sports sure. for, for, for Huff and for De'Aaron especially. Because Huff is going into a longer season. He plays only 16 games typically, 16, 17 games typically. And so now he's going into a long season of the playoffs where mm-hmm. De'Aaron plays an 80-game season. So right. he's been asking De'Aaron, you know, how do you adjust to that? What, what's it like to, you know— Prepare your body for that, and so that's what we kind of d- dug into for for a bit, minute there. Did De'Aaron about. say a lot of video games? <laughs> We're gonna get De'Aaron eventually. Frankie is on the case for that nice, one. Nice. Yeah. We're gonna make it a double feature. We'll actually do a whole write up. It's just a Q and A kind of thing we did. With, I like it. I like with, it with Huff. We'll, we'll do an actual story and kind of mesh stuff together. Dude, once that, we get that. that would be fantastic. That, I, well, that I, would be a I, lot I told of Huff we were gonna ask De'Aaron, so hopefully some good okay. stuff. So Kings play tonight. Yes. Does De'Aaron walk in with a Huff jersey on tonight? I mean, I don't think so, but that'd be really cool. Really? You don't think he'll with the with the Niners playing tomorrow? I mean, you never know. I'd imagine he might be at the game. Kings don't play tomorrow. I'm I'm not the Kings insider, let me just say that. Okay, well I will go seek out our Kings insider. Yeah, I would go seek out Frankie Cardicelli <laughs> at his at his Twitter at Franklin Cardicelli. Cardicelli? Cardicelli. Cardicelli. That's fine. No one really hey, I mean, Frankie doesn't Frankie when I asked him first, he doesn't even really know the true pronunciation <laughs> of it, so it's fine. You can butcher it all you want. Kind of like my family. Hey, it happens, man. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much for joining. I hope we're back next week with a 49ers win. I think we will be. We should be. Or it will be it will be a end of the season dreadful pod yes and as well end of the season awards yes which nobody will get any of them no <laughs> on Saturday. Kyle Shanahan will not get coach of the year. no Kyle <laughs> Shanahan will be the 32nd out of 32 I will give it to Nathaniel Hackett that's how upset I'll be <laughs> All right, Emil, uh, quickly, where can people find you? Yeah, at my Twitter, at Emiliano Fergoso, as well as at SacktownSports.com. Uh, you can find all my articles there. Anything Niners, anything Kings, anything Raiders. We cover it all, guys. We do it all. So hit that follow, hit that like. And if you're listening to this podcast, please hit that follow, hit that like. We just got to get them up. They got to get them up. Five stars, please. Five stars. Not because you want to, because you know we deserve because it. Because you know we deserve <laughs> it. We are a five-star podcast. That's right. Jay Mars. Five-star personalities. Five weeks off, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, man, I'll see you later, and I'll see you next week. See you, Jay. Have a good one, y'all.